Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And we are joined by Ruin Hammer. They are a New Zealand Warriors Australian-based podcast and or show, whatever you guys want to call it. They do live shows every Wednesday, um, just before kickoff on Thursdays, um, like as in the day before. Uh, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, mate. No, it's so easy. So, I mean, first of all, let's talk about you guys and Ruin Hammer first before we get stuck in the Warriors 2021 season coming up. Uh, how did you guys get started? Um, we are part of a group called Warrior Nation, yep. uh, which is run, uh, which was formed by a guy called Richard Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been uh, a part of that for a, a couple of years now. It's the Australian-based um Warriors supporters group. Yeah. yeah, group. Uh, and Rob and I basically met through that page, uh, not in person though. Oh, okay. um, yeah. It was, we kind of met as um, people within the, the core group of that Warrior Nation. Yep. Um, and then last year, we kind of got chatting. Uh, was it just, uh, it was during the COVID period, wasn't it, mate? It, it was. It was right in the middle of COVID. And we, we sort of uh, started messaging. Um, on the side yep. of the group. And then we started video chatting. On Zoom um, or was it Facebook or what? Just, it was just FaceTime, wasn't it? Yeah, it was FaceTime. Yep. Yeah, just yeah, FaceTime. It was, it was usually yeah. around Tuesday. It was for Team West Tuesday, oh, wasn't nice. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we we just used to do a FaceTime catch up, just chatting all things footy. And, um, and Warriors, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. obviously a, a <laughs> massive focus on the Warriors. And, and we kind of just thought, why don't we go live on Facebook and just see what happens? Yeah, yeah it, it kind of felt like, yeah, this was this was like a podcast anyway. Yeah. And, and yeah. a lot of people would be interested in joining this kind of conversation. Well, close yeah. to 500 yeah. have so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, mate. Yeah, it, um, it grew uh, pretty quickly. I think we, we hovered around like 200 followers for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden it just um, exploded. Um, and yeah, we it, the the show pretty much was just two blokes just chatting footy and um it all happened so quick didn't it we yeah. just decided well how can we do this we, we we thought maybe we could do it on a messenger chat yep yep then we looked at a zoom and we're like okay well we can get a zoom on facebook that kind of thing on live and it happened so quick didn't it i mean yeah you, and then yeah. if you go back and watch our first episode <laughs> um <laughs> oh. yep yeah it was yeah. We we were like, are we on? Are we? Are we live <laughs> is, that, is that us? Oh, okay, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we um, started. Um, we'll never... But yeah, uh, I mean, now you go. We're very lucky. Yeah, we're very lucky. We got some really um, great followers who you know encouraged us. Um, quite a few from New Zealand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. Guys like TK and uh, Brad Inger over in New Zealand who always tune in and and uh, we um when the women's season started, we were quite lucky. We got Georgia Hale on. Yep. Um, on the show, uh, reached out to her. She was great. She wanted to come on, and then from there it kind of uh, grew. We we were able to get you know um, Aussie Jillaru stars like um, Karina Brown yep. on the show, who was playing for the Warriors. Uh, Kira Dib came on, yep. um, and then we it, it kind of grew from there. Um, Brad Donald, and then from there we got you know guys like Mark Tukey and Todd Payton, Toddy Payton, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cameron George has been on twice, yep. so um, the reach has been quite good. Uh, you know, it's it basically the show that we do, and I don't want to talk for Rob, but it's basically the kind of show that if we were going to watch a show, that's what we want to watch. Yes, exactly, um, exactly right. Yeah, you got to you know, love what you do. The, the, it's our, it's yeah, our yeah. kind of content. It's it's by yeah. the fans for the fans. That's what we always yep. say about the show. No, that's yeah, that's exactly absolutely. what you want. Um, I I basically started the podcast the same way. Like, I just feel like I'm a privileged fan. You could say, you know, that's all it is. Yep. I. I you know, I go through, send my messages, my emails, whatnot. And, you know, they say yes, they say no, that's totally fine. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, I am a fan. I'm, you yep. know, it's, I'm doing it for the love of the sport, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we're the same, yeah. you know, we uh, we adopt the same kind of thing. You know, we just send a whole heap of, um, you know, messages out either, you know, through Facebook Messenger or, or Instagram, if uh, we're following those guys on Instagram yep. and, you know, some messages are still sitting there, haven't been seen, hey, yeah. and others get back to you really quick, yeah. you know? I was going to say also, don't be discouraged by him sitting there because no. I literally heard back from a player, I'm not going to name names, I sent the message in like February last year. I didn't hear back until October last year, but yeah. that was just because they're so busy, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, It's understandable as well, yeah. Exactly. Um, so where can everyone find your, you know, your show and or, you know, your social medias? 
Like what platform? Well, predominantly, yeah. So we go live on Facebook yep. um, uh, on every Wednesday night at the moment. So uh, Ruin Hammer on Facebook is probably the best place to find us and to interact with us. We also have Instagram. And we have a YouTube channel as well, which we're starting to build. So it's just Ruin Hammer on all those platforms Sweet. as well. Well, what I'll do is in the editing stage, I'll have it like pop up on the screen as like a scrolling across the screen for you guys. Yeah, so. we are um, we are like uh, heeding your advice that you've given us in the in the past couple of weeks, mate. Okay. We are um, starting to uh, get our stuff out onto um, with Anchor the podcast. Yeah, well, I downloaded Anchor. Wicked. Um, I've just got a like we're. I'm 52 years old, so um, still in the startup. I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not technically advanced. No, that's so, all good. If um, you need any help, whether it's when we're chilling at a Warriors game or whatever, and yeah. like, hey, can you show me how to do this? Just let me know. You know. Yeah, it's so. It's just trying to get the editing stuff done. Um, you know, editing I'm, I'm, is I'm, hard. Yeah, I'm kind yeah, of at a loss. You know, I, I try. We haven't got anything up on those platforms I mean, yet. But we've got... even if it's a matter of you, you don't edit for a while, then you just you know save the audio file from zoom you know record or like you know record the zoom call while it's going live and then yep. you know that audio file just no matter what's in it don't worry about editing it just whack it up on the mp3 whack on anchor and then yep. that'll be that'll give you that platform on spotify and apple for a while until you yep. and that'll give you time to learn how to edit and then you'll gradually see the progress you know great great advice great advice because i didn't cool. know excuse my language to anyone who's listening but i didn't know shit from shoe polish when it came to editing and mate yep. now i'm doing cutting edits putting bloody scrolling things and shit so yeah it's honestly a lot of fun um now let's get stuck into a 2020 season preview to anyone who doesn't know i mean have you been living under a rock if you guys don't know about the warriors they definitely went above and beyond last year um literally sacrificing almost everything coming from new zealand with the COVID bubble, what were your guys' thoughts when you heard about that and everything in between? Um, yeah, it was for, for us as Warrior supporters, it's kind of, um, we have a different take on what everyone else um, is like. Like, you know, there was a lot of the, uh, oh, you know, thanks to the Warriors. For the bandwagons and stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, for us as serious Warriors supporters, uh, like the, first, the start of the season was very poor. Mm. Uh, very poor. Like our first... Uh, our first game break. in Newcastle, yeah, like our first game in Newcastle, twenty nil loss mm. in shit conditions, and yes. then we played Canberra and we lost twenty to six, and the only try we scored was a penalty try. Cody like, like, Nick Reamer, and then and then COVID hit, so so pretty much our first two games we really hadn't scored a, a legitimate point. Yep. Um, in, in yeah. our what one hundred and sixty minutes to rugby league. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, it was just COVID- it was one of those things where you also kind of looked at the squad that we had at the start of the year. And then with that really bad start, it's, it's, you almost felt like that break just happened at the right time. Whereas the Broncos had happened at the wrong time. (laughs) Cause we were were two and oh at the start, you know, we beat the Cowboys and the bunnies and then bam, we went the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The COVID lockdown was a lot harder for the Warriors Mm. than the Australian based teams because they were, they were locked down in New Zealand. They were under full lockdown in New Zealand. They were like stage four at mm. that stage. Um, and we had a chat with Jazz Tavunga last year and he was saying like, you know, they couldn't train. Wow. Um, Except in their anything. garage at home sort of thing. Yeah. And it wasn't until um, I think two weeks before the comp was going to kick off that they got the notification that they could come to Australia oh, and were going to be part of the comp. So they, they were kind of behind the eight ball mm. um, to begin with. We, we played our first game against the Dragons. Oh, what a game. After COVID. 76 yeah. minutes without a fucking error. Completion rate. Oh, yeah. yeah. But in saying that, like, and, and that's what again, you needed. That's what the fans needed. We did. But um, a couple of weeks after that, when you kind of look back at that game, you kind of thought, okay, we only won 18 mil. We had 96% completion mm. rate in that game. We, we really should have put more points on, but we didn't. Oh, you had yeah, the rose-coloured yeah. glasses on. You, we, we were just so happy to get a win and actually score a few tries. Yeah, yeah. we were like, how good was that? This is one of the greatest wins in the club's history. <laughs> yeah, but as Mark, as uh, Hammer just said, you know, we look back at it and go, yeah, geez, well, we should have won at least thirty nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think we it, went. Yeah. I think we went. Um, like Dragons win, Penrith lost, Cowboys win, Rabbitohs got a uh, loss, and then Stephen Kearney was sacked. Yep. Uh, Todd Payton took over as the he did a coach. wonderful turning point, turning he point did. of the season. Yeah, it was, uh, and then we got smashed by Melbourne in, in his first game at the helm, and and his and then the, the, no, the notorious Cameron Smith coming into the bloody sheds afterwards. 
Yeah, oh, that, that, that rubbed yeah. me a bit the wrong way. I think the thing for us was, uh, as as fans, was how honest he was in his appraisal of the game exactly. afterwards. Mm. Um, we we've been so used to listening to coaches in the past and, and guys like Stephen Kearney and that, you know, oh yeah, you know, they tried yeah. hard and you know that they, the they, yeah, that that kind of stuff. Whereas Peyton was just brutally honest. Yeah, he was like, um, no, it's not good you enough. know, yeah, not good enough. Some of these guys aren't first grade footballers, you know. Um, Our toughness, we just lack toughness. He, yeah, he, and that that to me actually, I'll retract my statement. That was the turning point. Okay. The, the press conference yeah. after that game. Because yeah. we all took notice of that with like, wow, like no Warriors coach, as you said, has, has ever spoken like this. Never held the players no. accountable, sort of. Yeah, thing. no. And then we played the Bron- your your Broncos, your beloved Broncos, yeah. and uh, even that game, like you know, we were down because uh, Xavier Coates had two tries to did, uh, yeah. in that game early, um, and we came from behind and won. And then it was that's the story of the Broncos' life last year. <laughs> that, we were that game, mate, sorry, I don't I don't want to rub it in, mate. No, but being it. being from Brisbane and a former Broncos media, fan the yourself, week, <laughs> the media the whole week was like, surely the Broncos won't lose to the Warriors. They were just going, surely this is the week. That they turn it around, and even through that game, you could hear even the commentators were saying, "Well, surely they don't lose this game." Well, yeah, yeah it was <laughs> fucked, honestly. And no, nah, that's fair. But I mean, rub the salt in the wound all you want, but everyone's everyone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, everyone's got to get the spoon eventually. But yeah. I think the real turning point, no offense to the Warriors for the comeback win, was the Broncos' manly game last year. The Broncos were ahead like twenty something six or twenty something nil at halftime. At Central Coast Stadium, and the fucking Manly just come in and just won from the second, like in the second half. And I was like, right, if we can't do, if we can't hold a twenty-point fucking lead, yep. yeah, we're shit. <laughs> oh. We we feel your we, we feel your we pain. We know all about yeah. that, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can remember back a couple of years ago, I was at a game at Penrith Oof. where we went in at halftime, leading uh, 20, 28 to six, and got done thirty-six to thirty-two or something against Penrith. That's oh. almost reminiscent of the 06 um, prelim Broncos versus Bulldogs. They went they went down at halftime. Fucking, I think it was twenty-two to six. The Broncos were losing. They come back and won thirty-seven to twenty-something. Yeah, hey, what a game with, that was! <laughs> with that game that Hammer's talking about, I literally went in at halftime to, uh, to my wife and said, "We're up twenty-eight-six. We can't lose this." Oh. And she just gave me that look, yep. like, yeah. "Are you sure?" <laughs> Mate, I, I was I was actually at the game, sitting on the hill at Penrith, and and um, oh. my, part, my partner had her daughter with us, and she was four at the time. And every time Penrith scored, the like the fire went off, yep. and she was cheering for the fire and. I kept telling you you're supporting the wrong team. Yeah, it was a it was a shocking game. Oh, that. Wow, wow. <laughs> but yeah, mate. Um, in in reference to our 2020 season, um, yeah, after that Broncos game, we had a couple of down games. We we lost. We let a 12 nil lead go against the Titans. Oh, yeah, terrible yeah. game against. The and then and then we lost to um Cronulla, which which was that was a wet weather game, wasn't it? That was like absolutely. No, no, no. This one was dry at, at Central Coast, but it was the last game that um. Parsi and Fusatur and Mamalo played before they went home. That's right, right yes. Yeah. And then after that is when the Warriors kind of kicked into a gear and, you we know. We had that loss against the Roosters where we were tipped to get absolutely flogged and we came out and we led 10-6 at half time. good that game, yeah. And, and while yeah. we didn't win the game, we won a lot of respect. Yeah. Uh, I think with the way that we, we stood up to them and particularly um, Jack Hedrington um, stood up to Jared. Oh, Rory mate, Hunter. that's yeah, oh, yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. Love that. Everyone who yeah. isn't a Roosters fan hates JWH. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oof. But um, yeah, it was, it was one of those those seasons, bro. It, um, towards the end of the year, like we had some good results. Um, the the game up in Tamworth oh, against Newcastle was, was great. The, that was unreal. The last yeah. game against Manly was a great game. <clears throat> um, there was a, a couple of games. I think it was that the game that you were talking about before, that Cronulla game in the wet, yeah. which kind of was the death knell for the Warriors to yeah. maybe make the eight. Um, so, yeah, it was an up and down season. Um, there was a lot of things that uh, they had to overcome last year. Yeah, uh, for sure. But... Um, in speaking to Cameron George, you know, that last year was last year and it's a whole new year this year. Exactly the same mentality at the Broncos as this year as well. Yep, yep. And, you know, I mean, they're based here again for the season this year. Which is good. I think that's wonderful that they've announced it ahead of time, you know. So do I. So do I. Um, Do you you think, as as I mentioned, sorry, earlier, I think it was yesterday's uh, live show that you did with Justin, I asked, you know, do you think the Warriors would and or should, you know, sell home game memberships 
for Central Coast. You know, not necessarily people from the coast, but, you know, in Australia who want to go to Warriors home games on the coast, do you think they should and or possibly could? Absolutely, yeah. I do. I think it's um, a cash cow for them. Yeah, because they're not getting like every other club's getting their their membership packages, yep. um, you know, purchased. You know, their fans can go to the games, but the Warriors home fans in New Zealand <clears throat> can't go to games, so they're not, they're not buying up the membership no, packages, not. and and you know, not, neither should they. You know, yeah. I mean, but and that's money gone um, that could have gone into the club. You know, like his membership goes exactly. into money, well, membership money goes into the club. I mean, you know, and it's a it's a if they don't or at least, you know, maybe come up with a flexi type deal. I don't, I, why, why wouldn't they, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you said, it's a cash cow for them. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a way to generate some, some much needed membership uh, funds that they're not getting mm. and they didn't get last year. Uh, mm. And I, for one, you know, being living in Sydney, yep. I definitely I'm, I'm, buy, I'm on the coast myself. So I'll be going. Yeah. yeah. I, I would definitely buy a, a home, you know, a home membership. Yeah. I mean, I buy I buy an away membership every year. It doesn't get me tickets to a game, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I've I've been a member of the Warriors for since '95. Oh, no, <laughs> mate, not not since '95. Um, Robo probably, Robo probably was mid 2000. Robo was a turncoat as of '95, <laughs> round one. <laughs> what, one game. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah. actually an interesting question. Um, obviously, I've spoken to you guys previously, but. For the record, um, Rue or Robbo, whatever you want to be called, um, you were definitely a Broncos fan before you were a Warriors fan. What was the, you know, traction that got you to follow the Warriors, you know, and, you know, pick and stick sort of thing? Yeah, well, my, my story or my journey to rugby league is completely unorthodox. Okay. Um, so so I, was, I was actually born in the UK, but came out to and moved to Brisbane at a young age. Mm-hmm. I never really had that much interest in sport, but it, when I was in grade seven, I had an American mate who collected rugby league cards. Oh, yes. And yes. that is actually how I got into rugby league. Was that the old Scanlon's so, cards? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Must have been. Yeah. Must have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I got I got really into it there. And obviously, being in Brisbane, became a default Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. And then March 10, 1995 comes around. And I remember sitting there watching that very first game. Okay. And I was just like, this is un- unbelievable. Like the atmosphere that was there, the intimidation factor was huge. And I was thinking, this team is, this team's scary, you know, and what, what they could be and what they could become. And there was a lot of potential there. I was just attracted to them because they were different. Mm. Um, they had a fantastic jersey and a lot of like really cool players. And I was just like, you know, I, I feel like this is my team. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's not, uh, it's not uh, orthodox or anything. I know it's unusual to have, um, an Australian basically lived here all my life supporting the Warriors, but it just feels natural to me. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and you did mention yeah. you're from the UK. So do you have a Super League team that you follow? Not really. I don't really follow the Super League too much. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with Lake Catalan. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Justin will probably be watching this. What about yourself, uh, Hammer? Do you have a Super League team? And also why um, did you start following the Warriors? For me, well, I, I I grew up in the North Sydney district uh, in Sydney. Yep. Played um, all my junior footy for the North Sydney Brothers Club uh, in their local junior league. I uh, was very fortunate. I played Harold Matz SG ball jersey flag uh, for the Bears. I was graded in President's Cup wow. um, back when that was like the yeah. took over from under 23s. Yep. Um, signed my first contract when I was 15 because I, I actually moved out of area to Balmain. So Norse wanted to make sure yeah. I didn't go and play for yep. a rival and I'd never had any intention of it. Um, I, I, ne- I played a handful of uh, President's Cup games, sat on the bench and got on the field in reserve grade, never played first grade. Yep. Um, and was a diehard Bears fan right up until the Warriors' inception. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad's obviously from New Zealand. Yep. He's Māori. Um, I was born and bred here in Australia, though. But you are Māori, though. Yes, yes, I have of Māori descent. Um, and when we were brought up, we were always brought up to like we supported the Kiwis in league. Yeah, the we All Blacks supported the All Blacks, uh, and there was a rule in our house that we we supported New Zealand and anyone playing Australia. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> So when the Warriors were accepted into the comp, it was just a, it was, a natural. It was a no-brainer. We go for New Zealand. Yeah, for me, like even though my whole life I'd been a bear, it was just this is you know the the country of uh, my heritage and that's who I'm going to support. And yeah, been been a supporter since day one, uh, 1995. And um, 
In relation to the Super League, mm. I would say uh, probably the Wigan Warriors because the Warriors. they're the Warriors. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Well, I myself am a devout Leeds Rhinos fan because my family are from Leeds. So yep. that's the same sort of, you know, your family in Maldi, same sort of, yep. same sort of thing. Um, now, 2021 season preview time. Where do you yep. guys want to start? Do we, do we want to start with the signings or the retentions or, you know, the trial? Where, we'll, I'll go if your guys lead. You, you lead, mate. Okay. You ask the questions and we'll answer. Okay, well, the trial that happened last week and yep. how do you think the team went? And how do you think they can improve? I think they went pretty well. I, in terms of defence, mm. um, defensively we were very strong. And the biggest takeaway for, for myself from that game was we're basically defending our line for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. And I, I feel that that is going to be invaluable come midway through the season. Come you know, when we, we might be called on <laughs> to do that during a game. Yeah. Uh, Attack-wise, I think we're a little bit... I mean, it's a trial, so, I mean, it's a little bit clunky. And, and um, yeah, and there, and there was a set... There was about four sets of six right before half-time where we had the ball and we just You didn't capitalise on it sort of thing. Yeah, just we just lacked cohesion. Yeah, we had no direction. Yeah. We kind of went sideways back and forth across the field and no yeah. one really took control and... Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with Rob in what, everything that he said. I, I think that defence in that the back end of the game where we, we basically defended for 10 straight minutes and didn't touch the ball is mm. uh, going to hold us in good stead. And and Rob and I last year we often t- spoke about the resilience that the Warriors adopted or yeah, built last right. year in defence. Mm. They be We've never been a team that's uh, been synonymous with uh, good defence. No, not really. Um, no, so that that's probably that that was probably a big plus. Um, uh, I think CHT not playing mm. was a bit of a uh, down. Probably a factor in the attack, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, the way yeah. Sort of. I mean, Sean um, O'Sullivan was in there at the last minute. And, yeah, um, and you know, Sean O'Sullivan tried hard. He he played a lot of big minutes in that game. Um, I think the mismatch though was uh, him defending uh, David Fafita. Fafita, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he's a. He's very hard to contain at the best of times, but yeah. you know when you're probably the the smallest guy on the field, except for Cody Nicarima. Um, oh, he's tiny. Fafita's gonna, <laughs> yeah, Fafita's going to have a field day. So I I'd give him a, a pass on like a pass mark on the trial. Yep. Uh, bearing in mind too, like um, every other team apart from Melbourne had played a trial the week before, yeah. and, and our trial against Melbourne was cancelled because of the COVID um, situation in Melbourne. Yep. So we didn't we didn't get a a first up trial game the week before. So um, uh, it's our one and only. Yeah. 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 So you literally only just got the fresh legs sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. No, yep. that's fair. Yeah. That makes sense. And obviously there's been a fair few signings, a fair few, you know, retentions at the Warriors. Um, who are you like both of you guys, who are you tipping to be the player to watch, whether it's a signing or a retention and who do you think needs to improve their game to get the game minutes that they were given last year? Signing wise. I'm most excited about Vanilla Blake. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and he showed why in that trial he, he had an outstanding game. Um, one of the criticisms over the last probably three or four years of the Warriors has been the, the, the forwards mm. and the lack of go forward. Um, we, they've sort of been saying that we've got one prop, but they're all, or one forward, there's all the same size. Mm. So it's like carbon copies of each other. We have a bunch of guys that were all the same sort of body shape. So obviously the club this year has gone out of their way to to get um, players different size, and like the go forward that he brings, um, you know, we were saying that yeah, it'd be great to see uh, RTS running off AFB, yep, um, through the middle. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited what he brings, and also Ben Murdoch Marcillo had had a few really nice touches in that trial as well. Yeah, they're the two big signings for for mine. Yeah. Okay, and what about yourself, Hammer? For me, uh, I think everyone's going to say AFB. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, the post-contact meters that he, he got in yeah. that trial game were fantastic. He played 60 straight minutes. Right. Um, but the guy that I was really excited about when the Warriors signed him was Bailey Serenin. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've been very fortunate um, uh, to be able to watch Bailey play a lot of junior footy because yep. um, he played in the same district. It was a year ahead of my one of my boys my middle boy um so i get got got to see bailey play a few times uh when he was younger um and being the son of paul siren and you know there was always that that thing about him but uh under wayne bennett last year at south he really developed really he had such a good season 
Yeah, and um, I think he's going to be. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. I, I, I think he's going to be a regular in our seventeen. Mm, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's here's the one I'm I'm most excited to watch. And who are you th- who um, are you thinking needs to improve? Needs to improve. Um, I, I, I mean, and I'm not saying this shit because obviously it's I'm not putting the you know the bad yeah, word yeah. on to anyone who's watching or listening. This is not me saying oh this player is shit. No. It's a matter of they genuinely have room to improve. Yeah. I would say now, I don't know if this is so much someone that really needs to improve, mm-hmm. but I'd say it's a really big year for Chanel harris yeah. Uh it, It's kind of a make or break season for him. Now, he he's apparently, you know, got full reins of the team now if he's in there. Yep. He's, he's the genuine um, number seven. Um, and he's, so he's kind of been in and out of the team in the last two years. So this is, this is a real big opportunity for him to step up and really... Um, guide the team around the park yeah. and become uh, more of a you know chief playmaker and game manager as well. So I'm really excited to see what he does this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I, I would say Cody Nicarima. I, I agree. Uh, he's me. never been. No offense to him. He's always been hot and cold, even at the Broncos. So he had the perfect opportunity in the last weekend's trial once Chanel was uh, taken out as injured to really control that guy like take that team by the scruff of the neck lead him around the park and control it and he and he didn't do that mm. um and i know it's only a trial but cody for me is the guy i mean you know he's played at the broncos he's played for new zealand he's you know he's, he's been there he's done that yeah yeah um <clears throat> he doesn't want to play nine he's always said that he wants to play in the halves i think this is the season he's got to actually like yeah take control of that side and really prove it because i mean as rob said chanel's a great talent but chanel's still only like 22 years yeah. old um, he's, clear you know, he's still learning yeah um cody needs to be the senior of those two halves mm, exactly uh, and, and really drive the team around so he's, he's the one for me um and just the other one would be um who i was impressed with in the trial was bunty a foul yep. it was great it was great to see bunty get some game time yeah bunty's uh, always think- a fan favorite yeah, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be. Um, I think he's gonna have a big year. I think he's gonna push for a for a position in that seventeen, mm-hmm. uh, particularly round one, because uh, we have got a couple of injuries. So um, yeah, I, I was excited to see Bunty get some decent game time last weekend. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, the um, news that has been flogged like a dead horse is RTS has obviously signed with rugby for next year. As anyone who wants to know, go and re-watch Ruin Hammer's episode with Cameron George to find out, you know, how um, Roger is handling all of that for this year. But who do you think should be the number one pick for captaincy for next year before this season starts? You know, who do you think, based off their, you know, current form, should... Torhu. Torhu? Okay. Torhu Harris. Yeah. It's got to be Torhu. But the problem with... Yeah, the problem with yeah, yeah the problem with Torhu though is he's he's not very vocal. Mm. He's um, got to be one of those. Yeah. yeah, he's he's more of a by you know, example, like, follow me, yeah. boys. Yeah, I'll I'll lead the way rather than Simon yeah, yeah yeah I get yeah, that vibe yeah. from him. Uh, what, yeah. what do you think of maybe Jazz Tavunga getting it? <laughs> you know what? I love Jazz. Yeah. I absolutely love Jazz. He's one of my favourite players. Um, Jazz is probably his biggest problem if he was captain is his discipline, yep. his on field discipline. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, you know. <laughs> if he can show yeah. that he's, you know, worked through that this year, then I reckon he'd be a real contender. I, I don't know if you saw um, the, some of the stuff that Cameron George has been uh, sharing with his um, on the road with the Vodafone Warriors. I only just got, got on to that yesterday. So I've been trying to watch as much as I could. Okay. So uh, probably a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, he videoed Nathan Brown announcing the um, yeah the leadership group. Okay. So the Warriors leadership group for this year is Torhu, um, Wade Egan, Adam Fenua Blake, um, uh, Ken Mamalo, yeah Ken Mamalo and Eli Katoa. Okay. So it's a, a real big mix of uh, players and personalities. Yeah. Um, probably surprising. Too for some that um oh sorry of course RTS is in that as yeah. well um <clears throat> but probably surprising that guys like Cody or Peter Hiku yeah um, I was thinking Peter know, would be in there senior, you know? yeah more senior players aren't in that leadership group mm. um so yeah so if if based on the leadership group it, you'd probably assume that it's one of those guys that's going to take the captaincy next year when Roger leaves yeah 
Yeah. So I'd say, I'd say Tor, Torhu Harris. Having said that about Torhu Harris, though, he is off contract. So we do have to re-sign him first. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. you'll have a, a bit of a cap freed up when um, Roger leaves. Um, now, speaking of um, more signings, you've also had some staff at the Warriors be brought in, such as Nathan Brown as coach, Phil Gould. What are your thoughts on, you know, Brownie and Gould coming into the club for 2021 and, you know, et cetera? I was I was most excited about Phil Gould mm. to be honest. Um, Five year plan. <laughs> he, he's, he's one of those guys that you kind of love to hate, yeah. but regardless of what you say about the man, he knows his footy. He does. Yeah. That's what pisses and me off. Exactly. <laughs> That's what pisses me off. I hate him he as a knows, Queenslander, but he knows his fucking footy. He knows yeah. what he's talking about, and you look at all the good things he's done at the other clubs he's been involved in, like the Roosters, and then most recently Penrith, building up like that junior system there and everything. Like I, I was really excited. I was like, "Oh, we imagine what he could do with the Warriors, yeah. with the, the junior base there over in New Zealand, which I'm I'm led to believe he's going to be working with when COVID's um, allows travel back to New Zealand." So, yep. I, I, I just he'd just be one of those guys you'd have around and you just pick his brain. Yeah. And I, I think based on the videos that we've seen from Cameron George and everything, that's like what they that's basically his role. He's there. And if they want to bounce an idea off him, I, I guess he's available to all the staff. So, yeah, I was really excited about his appointment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be great when he does, he is able to get back to New Zealand yeah. and start working in our developments and our, and our pathways. Yeah. Um, Brownie, Brownie, I think, is a great acquisition as a coach. He, what he did at Newcastle, like he, you know, Wayne Bennett pretty much left that place in disarray. Yeah, and, yeah 100% and, he did. And Brownie had to rebuild that that squad. And I mean, you know, Adam O'Brien gets a lot of the the praise now for the side that the Knights. But he built that squad. The he was that the one got, that but, got but, that nursery, those juniors. Yeah, yeah. But it's Nathan Brown that 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 really built that. Um, he was able to sign a lot of quality players in Newcastle, despite the yeah. fact they didn't have the runs on the board. Yeah. Like he yep. got all those guys there. Um, you know, the, the big deal for Caitlin Ponger as well. Mm. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think we get the players that we've signed in the off season if Nathan Brown isn't our coach. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think especially Adam. Especially Adam. Yeah, I think that was the, the 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 thing that really drew these guys to the club is it seen what Brownie had done in the past. Uh, not only that, you know, they speak very highly of um, what the Warriors did last year and they wanted to be a part of that that group. Yeah, that culture. Um, so yeah. I think it was yeah. But yeah, no, I think Brownie's going to be great for us. Um, I was very, I must admit, you know, we were sad when Toddy Payton didn't take the job. Oh, we I know. very sad. Yeah, we love, we love Toddy. And then there was rumours um, of the Walker boys going to the team before they did. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah. That, that yeah. kind of, it kind of got leaked, and that they had signed, and then, but then it was, they said that they'd signed a one-year deal, which was really who signed a one-year deal? For yeah, one-year deal to coach a team and. Yeah, I don't know. That was a strange one. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, they're, saying, I, I, they're definitely suited to the hope, NRL style right now. I do hope they get a gig For somewhere. Sure. You yeah, know? I'd love to see their style in action in the NRL. Oh, well, because their, their style, as, if anyone who has who's watched the, you know, Ipswich Jets, they basically were ahead of their time before the um, you know, the six again rule and all that. They basically yep. played like that before those new rules were implemented a few years ago. Are they still the coaches of the Ipswich? No, they're not. They Jets, stopped in 2019. Okay. So they're All now right. back to doing real estate and stuff up in Queensland. Okay. Because right. I know uh, like Ipswich are putting in a bid for... They are. Um, you yeah, know, they're the NRL, Western so Corridor they're... is what their team is going to be called. Okay. All Western right. Corridor. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're merging Ipswich and uh, some bloody other team. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're calling themselves the Western Corridor because it'll be the Western area, you know, Ipswich and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, yeah um, predictions for round one team list. Obviously, team list Tuesday is upon us next week. What, who do yep. you think is going to be the starting 17 and obviously 18th man for emergencies? Mm, here we go. <laughs> I reckon that the back line picks itself yeah. if everyone's it fit. Um, Having said that, we did discuss last night that there is a bit of an injury cloud over uh, David Pusatua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in our full strength team, it would be um, you know RTS, Pusatua, and Ken Mamalo on the wings. 100%. Yeah, but the interesting thing is that uh, Pusatua had to fall out of the trial, and uh, Marcelo Montoya played. Marcelo Montoya played eighty minutes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that was impressive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in a perfect world, it would be RTS, uh, Ken, and Pus on the wings. Um, personally, I would go with Hiku and you and Aitken in the centres. Okay. 
I would too. Yeah. And who would have the Cody, halves? Yeah, would it be Cody, Cody and Chanel? Cody and CHD. Cody and Chanel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my my starting pack would be uh, Lisa Narmel yep. and Adam Fanua Blake. Um, with the injury to Wade Egan, I'd have Jazz at hooker. Yeah. Um, my back row would be um, Jack Murchie, Bailey Sirinan, and Torhu yeah. to start. Yep. <clears throat> and then coming off the bench, I'd have um, I'd probably have Sean O'Sullivan. Okay. Uh, as just a as that utility. Interchanges of yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ben Murdoch Masilla. Um, Jermaine Tanoa Brown, and I think Josh Curran's done enough to earn himself a, yeah, I think so. a spot in the seventeen. Yep. Now, yeah, last cool. year there was a there was a young gun come out of nowhere, King Vuniyayawa. What's happened to yep. him? I've I've not seen much. Is he not re-signed with them? Has he gone to another club? What's no. Up? So King was one of the players that went home when um when Parsi and uh, was, and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, he he'd broken his hand. Uh, well, that's never good. In training, so there was no point in being here. He was missing. Um, his family and um, well, his first year in first grade as well, so he w- definitely would. Yeah, be. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. The Warriors released him; they didn't resign him. And as far as I'm aware, he's in the he's signed for one Sorry, of the Super League clubs. Oh, okay. Super League. Yeah. Well, on him, he's still getting first string footy. Yeah, yeah. Damn, because so, he was he yeah. was a weapon before that handbrake. Like I remember saying, obviously the, the name King Vunia Yawa, yeah. and then he really yeah. impressed in his in his games that he played. Yeah. He'd been in our system for a little while. Mm. He, um, uh, in the uh, reserve grade system, it was quite funny because when the Warriors first signed him, they brought him over from Fiji because yep. they yep. wanted to have a Fijian winger. And <laughs> every club the story, wants one. The story he tells is that <clears throat> when he got to training, he tried to tell him they kept putting him out on the wing, and he kept trying to tell him that he wasn't the winger. He was a front rower, yep. but they just thought big Fijian, uh, he must be our winger. <laughs> oh shit! So, yeah. Damn. So he had to relearn a whole new yeah. position. No, no, oh, no, he, no, he moved into the forwards. Oh, good, good. Yeah, where he was supposed to be, yeah. No, he, didn't, he wasn't built for the wing, bro. Nah, nah. I mean, even Mikasevo, is he really built for the wing, let's be honest? Yeah, the speed, well, I think, but everything speed. else, is it's no. It points the Just other way. a very large human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's it's like uh, Michaele Ravalawa yeah. at St. George. Yep. Um, Big Ravalawa. of course, you know. Who can forget um, Semi at Parramatta? Oh, mate. Have you seen him carving up in Union now? Holy yeah. shit. It's like he's making a mockery of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, now to some personal questions. Read the Warriors and your personal favourites. So the first question is, who are your top three Warriors players of all time? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. Okay, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've got to have the great Stacey Jones oh, in yep. there. The heart and soul of the Warriors – he will, in my mind, he will always be the greatest warrior ever. Just he is a '95 original. He played, it played through a lot of you know unsuccessful periods, and then it was great that he really, he really peaked in 2002. Yep. yep. Um, absolute legend of the club. Stacey Jones, number two, Simon Mannering. Yep. Um, again, same reason. He was just, he was just a, a workhorse and just a legend of the club. And number three is a little might surprise a few people, but Steve Price. Yep, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, uh, Steve Price for me was one of those um, rare guys that came over from Australia, and they were saying he was a little bit past it when he signed with us, Mm. but he came over and made um, changed the culture of the club. And um, yeah, he he just led us through a really successful period, and his game went to new levels Mm. as well when he came to New Zealand. And he continued his rep career, his regular state of origin. Selection and for Australia, and yeah, I, I always have such fond memories of it. Yeah, for sure. Yep. What about yourself, Hammer? Um, yeah, absolutely. Stacey Jones, um, without a doubt, gotta have him you know, he's, yeah, yep. Uh, and Simon Mannering of, uh, as well. My only difference is Ruben Wiki. Uh, I thought you were um, gonna add the Wick, yep, the Wiki. Yeah, I've been a massive, I was a massive fan of Ruben's when he was at Canberra. Um, Obviously, when he signed with the Warriors, was awesome. I've, I've been very fortunate because I, I do have a personal relationship with him, um, and th- that was purely from just being a fan at a footy game and, and getting a photo with him. And like year after year after year, it was kind of like a progression. You were that you were that every guy time. every single time. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of he kind of remembered, yep. and then he was part of the the training squad. And um, you know, I, I was sitting at Cronulla one day uh, watching the Warriors warm up and he's just come over to the fence and just started chatting. And it was, yeah, it was kind of like all well, those years had brought you to that. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, got a uh, personal relationship. I've, you know, got him on Messenger and speak to him quite often. Um, yep. So, yeah, he's, he's always been a favourite of mine. He really is a top bloke. Um, my top three, for anyone who's listening, if they care, uh, for the Warriors, yep. from a non-Warriors perspective, like, fan base, I'd put um, not necessarily one, two, and three, but in no particular order, but definitely got to have Stacey in there, as you guys said, regardless. He is the OG warrior, in my opinion. Um, yep. Lance Hohaya would be in there. Because yep. yep. as a kid, um, you guys won't um, probably relate to this because he was playing when you guys were adults, but I was a kid when Lance was playing. Um, and everyone has the team that they follow and maybe two or three players that don't play for that team that just get captivated by. And Lance was one of those. So I'd say yep. definitely Stacey, Lance are higher and got to have Ruben Wiki. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. you got to have Ruben Wiki. He was another one yep. of those players that, you know, just can't not. So yeah, those would be my top three. And now top five Warriors games of all time. Come on, Rob. You go first. Yeah, mate. I, I was. I'm always excited about this. Funnily enough, all five of mine are finals games. Okay, not even I'm... not even the first game against the Broncos, even though they lost. But not even the first game. Oh no, mate. That's uh, that'd be number six. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got the 2002 preliminary final against the Sharks. Oh yes. That was our first ever prelim final, and it was just a biggest game in the club's history at that point in time. And I just remember watching that and just being so proud of the team. Yeah just being elated at full time that we'd made a grand final. And it was, it was a tough contest. And uh, the great Stacey Jones threading the grubber through for Johnny Carlaw. Yep. yep. Coasty product, the by the way, John Carlaw's from the Central Coast. Yep. Yeah, shout out to you, Johnny Carlaw. And um, uh, 2003 final against the Bulldogs. Ooh. Francis Kelly scoring yep. five tries against the Bulldogs. We just absolutely <sighs> tore them apart that night. Yep. We were in yep. great form. Brent Webb, Sione Falmawina, Clinton Torpy, all these guys were Goosebumps, all those names. <laughs> yeah. It was just one of those nights where we just... Everything yeah, clicked. Yep. Yeah. Um, two games from 2008 I've got. So, obviously, the, uh, the final against the Storm, mm. the first time the eighth has ever beaten first, the Michael Witt try. The, oh, yep. Witt, yep. Michael. Yep. Put it yep. down. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to have that one. That, I think that will be just about everyone's uh, top five games. And then a week later against the Roosters back at Mount Smart Stadium. Oh, wow, yeah. It was the blackout. And we thought round one, uh, 95 was an intimidating atmosphere. Oh, well, that night, everyone just turned it was the blackout night. That was, was the, that was the Ruben Wiki smashing. The Ruben Wiki, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who could ever forget that? Yeah. <laughs> Forget that, mate, yeah. I just absolutely knocked him out. And um, I'm guessing the next one will be 2011 grand final, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, the number five is the 2011 prelim. Oh, final. prelim, okay. Sean Johnson magic to put to put Lewis Brown over in the corner. Oh, I get the uh, storm. That, that was just one of those magic moments. Mm, yeah, uh, I don't think any Warriors fan again will ever forget. Yeah, 100%. I've gone for um. Five games, four that I was at, and one that I wasn't. Okay. Uh, and I'll go in chrono- not favourite order, but chronological yep. order. So for me, uh, round one, nineteen ninety-five yep. versus the Broncos. Yep. Um, <laughs> just watching that on TV, that whole atmosphere, the the fire, the boys coming out of the tunnel, the drums, um, seeing that jersey emerge for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> that 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 for me. I mean, it was a game uh, that we probably should have won. Um, we'll, you know, 25-22 mm. lost to the Broncos, which is nothing to be scoffed at. No, but, definitely, um, but like, you know, first game for the team and, they, win, and yeah. they, they come close to winning. Yeah. Against um, the dominant team of the, de- the most dominant team of that decade. No brag, but they exactly really right. were. You yeah. Know? yeah. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. Um, my second game is sim- same as uh, one that Rob had, the 2002 preliminary final against the Sharks. Yep. Um, 16-10 win. And Justin uh, Murphy there, chased Pat. down Peachy. <laughs> yep. Justin Murphy chased down Peachy. Johnny Carlos scores under the post. That iconic image of um, Kevin Campion and Jerry C. Yep. Yeah. This, oh, how good is that? Crowd. Um, just, uh, you know, the whole the whole atmosphere of being at a Warriors semi-final and, and to see us go into the grand final yeah. uh, was awesome. Unreal. Yeah. Um, the 2011 uh, semi-final against the Tigers. Okay. Where, uh, yes. Yeah. When they wore this jersey with the um, we were we were down uh, and out, and then the second half, uh, Faletti Matteo uh, scored a try, and then we had the Christian Inu uh, try where all Tim Moulton had to do was put his hand on the ball, and he just had to put his hand on it. Yep, and, and it would have stopped it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, 
unreal. Um, so there's that 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 22-20 win against the Tigers. Um, then two lesser-known games that most people wouldn't remember, but as a Warriors fan, very uh, heartwarming for me. The 2018 Round Four game against the Roosters. Oh yep. Ah yep. uh, yes, we wore this jersey. The week beforehand, we'd played Canberra at Canberra, uh, and there was a couple of the Warrior Nation uh, that went down to watch that, and that was when Sean Johnson kicked the two field goals um, yes, yep. to to win the game for us in a game that we should never have won. And sitting in the Warriors supporters bay, there was eight people Wow, um, sitting there. The following week at the at Alliance against the Roosters, we had three whole bays wow. sold out. How good. The, the, the atmosphere was sensational. Sean Johnson pulled out injured the day of the game. They brought in Mason Linor. Yep. He played an awesome game that day. Um, so, yeah, that, that 30-6 to six win against the Roosters. In a year that the Roosters won it. Yeah, Correct. exactly. And then my last game is uh, around 20 last year when we played Manly, beat Manly 40 to 26. Oh, mate, yep. Just to be at that game. Um, was Adam Blair's to see last the boys, game, Jared Beal's last game. Yep. 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 Um, just just to, to be at that game and watch, um, you know, how the boys finished off their season. You know, they couldn't make the semis. They had every right, you know, against Canberra the week before and then Manly that week to just roll over and, and give up. And they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, it just showed that the the steel and the resilience that Toddy Payton had, had built in that team still uh, there, carried through. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that goes down as um yeah one of my five favorite games. Nah, fair enough. Um, I really can't pinpoint a top five, but I would definitely agree with the O2 prelim, regardless, and I would definitely yep. agree with um the Tigers semi and the 2011 prelim that um Ru mentioned. Sport. But I yep. I don't know. Um, for me personally, also even though they lost the 2011 grand final. Because Manly were dominant around that time regardless. And just the atmosphere of Warriors being in the grand final, you know, that Harker at the, before the game and just yeah. everything about it. Same with O2. Not so much O2, though, because they didn't really do too much for the cultural sort of stuff. That's why I prefer the 2011. But again, like, it's just fucking, again, goosebumps. It's kind of like yeah. 2019 with the Viking clap. You know, 2011 yeah, with the Raiders, with the Warriors, Harker, and so it was, and it was stadium wide. Every Warriors fan got up in the stands. And, oh, I'm gonna put the footage down here when so people can watch what I'm talking about if they yeah, haven't seen it. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely fucking scenes. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else to talk about. Um, where do you guys realistically and also optimistically see the Warriors finishing the season? Um, for me, realistically, I'd say we're gonna challenge for that seventh or eighth spot. Um, I, I think if we don't make the eight, it's going to be, it'll be a disappointing season because mm-hmm. uh, we don't have any excuses this year. We've bought well. Um, we're based in Australia. So there's none of this, uh, what, what's happening with us, where yeah. are we going to be? We, we, you know, they've been settled here since uh, 4th of January. Yep. Um, so no excuses this year. Uh, we should be trying to, to get that seventh or eighth spot where there's probably going to be six teams Um Buying for, yep. um, so that's probably realistically, optimistically, win it, um, win it. we'll be winning the comp. Yeah, so yeah. grand final day, winning the comp. Yep, that's that's everyone. That, that would be a great way to send Roger out in his oh, last game for the Warriors. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? That yeah. would that would make my top five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and obviously, Cameron George has come out and said that there will be first dibs for the Warriors on Roger if he ever decides to come back to rugby league. Yeah, it's kind of written into the the agreement. Yeah. Um, and definitely comforting to know that. Yeah, I, I think um, his last game when he walks off uh, in his last game for the he Warriors... He won't walk Warriors, off, he'll go off on the shoulders. Yeah, well, it'll be the last time that we see him at, in on a rugby league field, I would say. I, I unfortunately don't think agree, back. yeah. Yeah. Due to his age, and and you yeah. assume that he'll be a success and in rugby. Exactly, and to anyone who watched and or hasn't watched your Cameron George episode just recently, Cameron did go on to say that he absolutely breathe like breathes and bleeds rugby union, and has always wanted to play. So, you yeah. know. Like you say, exactly I, I don't right. think we'll see him back on a rugby league field after 2021, but he's definitely like extra, if not, yeah, even more dedicated to this season than ever. Um, yeah. And what about yourself, Rue? How do you think they're going to go optimistically and obviously realistically? I think realistically, uh, basically what Hammer said, I reckon six, six to 10. Okay. Um, I think, I, I, I really think we can make the eight. Yeah. I'd say six, a sixth spot would be a good season for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of teams that have improved this year, improved their rosters, and will challenge for 
those last few spots in the top eight, yeah. but I think we can get in there anywhere from six to eight. I'll be I'd be happy just to make the finals yeah. at, at the moment. Yeah. But as 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 Hannah said, with the squad that we have, there's no excuses. Yeah. So we really shouldn't be missing out on those finals. Um, no. We might get a ninth or tenth, but I think the Tigers have already. I think they've already booked yeah, in the yeah, ninth. Yeah, the, yeah, the <laughs> Tigers have already got ninth locked up. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. So I might have to be tenth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. Like, but again, like optimistically, uh, you'd be raising yeah, the trophy in October. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep. Um. Well, I myself for the Warriors. I kind of agree with you guys in the middle sort of thing. I reckon between seventh and ninth. Obviously, Tigers yep. have that wrapped up, you could say. But yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like, as you said, the pass mark is finals footy for the Warriors. Yep. There's, as you said, no excuse now that they've got the you know solid answer. We're in Australia for the season, etc. So I reckon, and obviously optimistically for Warriors fans, I'd like to see them make the grand final. I obviously want the Broncos to win it. But, um, you know, at least, you know, make it, uh, yeah, pass fail is definitely they've got to make the finals, even if it's eight. They've just they've got to make it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that the top five or six sides are kind of um, already locked they're, in. They're, really, it's just a matter yeah, of they're locked order. in. Like you know, yeah, you know, Melbourne, um, the Roosters, Parramatta, Raiders and Rabbits, uh, Raiders. It's yeah. going to be hard to outst any of those teams. Yeah, yep. if they continue on their form. I mean, they 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 were all really strong teams yeah um, their rosters are still relatively the same so yeah for sure um yeah. and i think that's literally it i'm just double checking the list yeah that's it is there anything you guys want to talk about i, I just want to say i'm really impressed that you've got that poster up behind you mate no. it makes you feel like you're part of the team that's what i was that's what i was thinking <laughs> i thought you know when in rome even though i'd wear me broncos i'd whack up the you know the poster Monday. 